Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome, everyone, into a Saturday edition of the Best Bets Show, presented by the Field 68, all made possible by Brett Rivers. It's a spinny Saturday. We will not be discussing New Year's resolutions on this presentation, but we will be discussing the gauntlet of games that lies ahead. Kai, let's just get right to it. Last all night, right. what would you learn quickly before we get to it? talk of today's hoop. yeah how about them pit panthers matthew huh how about them pit panthers three and oh in the acc what over told UNC. you wow, told wow, you. wow hey unc is so bad at the end of games guys <laughs> it continues to amaze me they're poorly coached their guards have low basketball iq oh gosh what a terrible team they're you are really right basking now. in this club and i think you're right too because i think you had this pack exactly right. and, and the, it's starting to really yep all right jim you uh, yeah, I, I wrote down Pitt. I also wanted to note that Miami, Clemson, and Pitt are the three top teams undefeated in the ACC. Yep. Interesting standings yeah. we have going there. Uh, and Colgate against the rest of the Patriot League is going to be a wagon. It reminds me of Vermont last year, Matthew. Remember when they just went on a total yes. efficiency tear and yep. scored 1.5 points per possession every game? I have a feeling Colgate might do the same thing. I like that read. Um yeah, let's just talk today. I don't have any hard takeaways from last night because, Kai, the first game on this outline is the Red River Shootout, Oklahoma hosting Texas in Norman. Porter Moser against Rodney Terry is where I start my handicap, Mr. McKeon. Um, and I say that with all due respect, um, but, but I do all think that's a – Yes, yes, respectfully, yeah. respectfully. Respectfully, I think there's a serious coaching edge. Um, and that's more of a statement towards how awesome Porter Moser has been. I have to, like, check yes. the roster every day. It's like, this is who Oklahoma has, really? And they've been really good. Um, you know, not like as dominant, obviously, as some of the prior teams with more talent. But I think this home spot against Texas, uh, they catch a Longhorn team, Kai, that low-key has not been so great since Mr. Beer walked away. Well, I was looking at that, Matt. He's been gone for four games. Uh, they beat Rice in overtime. Yeah, not a great effort. Stanford not by good. 10. Louisiana by 28. Pretty good effort. And Fair. then Commerce by 25. Okay. I think it's hard to tell right now uh, where, they, where, where they stand without Beard tonight. Today, we'll probably find out. Oklahoma's a different story. I agree. Porter Moser, the coaching edge is huge. But, man, the talent edge is huge the other way. Texas is way more talented top to bottom in Oklahoma. I'm worried about Cortez and Uzon uh, turning the ball oh, over. Not my this boys. Team. They're fine. They're, They're fine. They are turnover fine. machines as much as I like Cortez, and I do. Uzon, take it or leave it. Um, I, I don't see Oklahoma scoring very easily here, Jim. And in Texas's offense on the other end has been great. Their backcourt has definitely an edge against this OU backcourt defense. I stayed away. My my number kind of hinted Texas, but my gut says Oklahoma, so nothing for me. Yeah, this feels like a gut Oklahoma, big rivalry game at home, going to have an awesome crowd here. Uh, both these teams probably peeved they're not playing in the college football playoff today. Fan bases that expect that kind of excellence. Uh, do we do we both, everybody see what Mark's car did last game? I hope we all saw that. It, yeah, he was insane. Michael yeah. Skarn? Michael yeah. Skarn. Who? Marcus Carr. Marcus Carr. Oh, I'm sorry. Marcus Carr. I heard you Marcus Carr. 41 oh, I thought you were doing a bit. So, I was doing yeah. a bit with you. I was a little yeah, bit. That's kind of good. Good. Yeah. good. Uh, Yeah, no, the, the thing that's impressed me most about Moser with this team is how much they like each other. I, I thought this was personalities yes. clashing big time. 
Uh, is Sherfield going to put the team first? Is Bama still going to come off the bench and be comfortable with being the spark plug? And they seem like they're very cohesive. Like the quotes Sherfield's had after the game of how much they get along. They don't really care who scores, which I didn't think would be the case. Uh, yeah, I, between the Moser factor, the home crowd, it, it just feels like Oklahoma's game. Couldn't get there on the number, Matthew. But yeah, that's yep. part of me wants to just gut bet it. I don't know. We'll see. And, and Dylan Disu probably back, but we'll see. I'm kind of shocked they opened this so low, to be honest. Um, but yeah, even now at the current price, like if there's no better time to bet OU than right now, you'd open it to announce at three and a half, and it's still a little bit too short for me. Um, I'm with Kai. I respect the talent and the uh, just the general makeup that Texas showed, even though they have a different coach who will be calling the shots today. All right, next up here, another rivalry game in Stater out west. Jim, this Arizona Sun Devils, the curtain of distraction will be in full force today, we would assume. Um but man, what a disgusting last game we just saw the Sun Devils play. It was 10 days ago, um, yes. but it was basically a 60 ball uh, at the hands of the Dons up on the hilltop in San Francisco. Is this a vintage bounce back home doggy spot for the uh, the Sun Devs? Uh, it's a decent spot. I mean, they should be healthier. Cambridge missed last game because of the flu. I assume that was a big part of their horrific effort at San Francisco was the flu. Mm-hmm. Um Kai, matchup-wise, I'm a little concerned. Arizona State's better defensively this year, but transition defense is like middle of the national pack per hoop math. They're like right in the middle in percentage of opportunities allowed and effective field goal percentage allowed. And if you can't guard transition against Arizona, you just get smashed. Like they, their yeah. bigs run the floor so well. Uh, they find those guys. Their Tubelis is so mobile. I, I think if this is more half-courty, then Arizona State can compete. Uh, if it gets running, then I would I would lean towards Arizona. Uh, I, I lean towards the, the Sun Devils on the initial opener, but this is one of three games on the outline that got smashed right away. Yep, yep. People people got in on the Sun Devils. It got bet down. I think that was probably the right side numerically, honestly. Yeah, uh, you can't get into a track meet, right? Hopefully Hurley keeps his decision of slowing the tempo down, making it a half-court game. Very important here. I, I don't think it's a bad time to hop in on ASU, Matt. You, you mentioned their San Francisco effort. 37-point loss. It dropped them 20 spots in Kempop. So if you're if you're not into the whole one game sample size and you believe that Arizona State's other body yeah, of work is a terrible really spot are, too. It's a terrible right. spot for them too. Then Arizona State's a pretty good bet here. Cambridge is back. He's huge for them. He's huge. It's a rivalry game. Should be a fantastic environment. So I hear the curtain of distraction in full yeah. force. And also Bobby Hurley tends to play Arizona pretty close at home. The last several matchups in this game, they're really close in, in Tempe. Yep. Um, I, I think they can hang around. Their wing core is very athletic. Washington's been a godsend inside. I lean towards Arizona State here. Yeah, I thought even when they've been in, you're right, in shambles, not shambles, but when they've been a lot less uh, feisty the last couple of years, this game always feels like it's competitive-ish. Like, they, they never really die or go away. And obviously, they're just a different team this year at home. Also notable, Arizona's last time leaving the friendly confines of Tucson, they got waxed by Utah. Now that's a different beast in altitude, <laughs> yes. but... This is their second true roadie of the year. Um, so we'll see how Krista does on the road. Should be a fun little duel between the patrons there and Mr. Kerr. All right, Jimbo, heading out to big or heading east, I should say, to big east country. Villanova hosting Marquette. Uh, again, what, as you mentioned, another game on our outline got absolutely smashed at the opener. Yep. I think everyone saw this line and said Villanova minus one to Marquette. Really? Yeah. Um, it's it's worth pointing out, I, similar deja vu to Butler Providence. Providence probably underestimated coming to that game. Marquette, I know I've underestimated, but this line just feels too short. Yeah, I I would have bet the minus one, but it got eaten up. I would have bet minus one and a half. I would have bet minus two. Those were all gone by the time I was ready to sit down on this game. And I'm okay with it. 
Marquette really terrifies me. They swept Villanova last year. That was a maybe worse Marquette team and better Villanova team. And yep. the athleticism gave them problems. Shaka as an underdog is obviously a, another angle here. I'm okay with being not on this game, Kai. I, I was ready to bet it, and now I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine setting it up. Yeah, it's a huge spot for Villanova, uh, and they look great with Cam Whitmore in the fold. They're 5-1. and one. They gave UConn a pretty good battle on the road with him in the lineup. But Marquette's been awesome, the greatest dogs. It's a scary team to fade right now. And, yeah, you mentioned it. Marquette swept them last year, and, and Villanova went 16-4 and four in the Big East. Um, that has to be on the players' minds, both teams. We'll see. I mean, Marquette's not taking this team lightly, I don't think. But Villanova probably is is pretty locked in here. My question, Matt, is can the Villanova guards handle the pressure and the length? I complimented their ball handlers pre-UConn game, but they they turned the ball over 18 times against UConn. That's worrisome. Marquette might be able to bother them a little bit. However, I think Villanova gets it done. Uh, the line has gotten away from us. Uh, minus two and a half at Bet Rivers is, is pretty much your best value out there if you like Villanova. Um, if you do, I'd hop in there. Yeah, I actually kind of worry about Villanova's defense. Like it, you know, statistically, it's outside the top 100 this season. And Jim, you talk about how good this Marquette offense is. Just like multiple versatile weapons, the finishing ability of their guards, the way they can shoot it and get hot and kill you. But I do think the way Villanova absolutely deflates the tempo will work in their favor. Um, it's kind of a easy to cling on to cliche, but I do think that they win the tempo war and that will help them uh, from an efficiency basis on both ends. All right, another biggie showdown, Kai, number five on our outline here. Xavier hosting Connecticut. Talk about how scary the Muskies can be at home, but there is no scarier team in college basketball than the UConn Huskies. However, they are 0-2, mind you, against the spread their last two games. Your thoughts? They are, yes. Um, however, I, I think it's a, a bit of a too cute thing by the market uh, on the early move here. Uh, this got down. This is down to minus 2.5 at Rivers. There is money coming back in on the Huskies now. I have a lot of respect for Xavier, and clearly the market does as well. They're a great team. They have a great home court. I still think this UConn team is a different animal. Uh, the Villanova game was the first game they didn't win by double digits, and they were up by 10, and they shot 30% from three. They looked open. They missed open looks. I mean, they didn't even play a good game, and they still handled Villanova pretty easily. I just don't think any team can really stop them. Maybe Xavier's best equipped to stop them out of any team in the Big East with their twin towers, Fremantle and Nunji, but perhaps UConn can stymie them a bit. They've played good bigs before. I mean, Alabama has pretty good bigs, Oregon, et cetera. Jackson gets the Jones assignment. Again, he's arguably the best defender in college basketball. I lean towards UConn here, Jim, at minus two and a half. Yeah, I sort of do too. Um, it's obviously going to be a massive crowd for Xavier. This is like, you know, hosting number two in the country. Sean Miller's back. Like Absolutely. Yeah. It is going to be juiced in that building. Uh, I love Nunji and Fremantle, but I don't know that their strength is defense. They gave up like 90 to Georgetown. They struggle to guard in space in ball screens. I think you can uh, put them in a little bit of trouble there, and we'll see that with the UConn guards. Maybe we get more Calcaterra this game. He was kind of banished to the bench uh, against Villanova, but that probably impacted their shooting numbers. That's why they were so low. I think Klingon's a big X factor. I, I yeah. almost want to see more of him in this one than Sunogo <laughs> because yeah. – he can really shut down the rim. Uh, take that away from Fremantle. You take that away from Nunji, and it, it gets limited fast given Jackson on, on Colby Jones as well. You need a huge Sule boom game from this mm -hmm. one. I don't know, Matt. I'm going to I'm gonna sit out again on this one. I think there's solid factors both ways, and I don't have a strong strong read. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Nunji and Fremantle, but I don't think they're the most terrifying twofer up front defensively. Like I watched Indiana, that front line, both TJD and Renew get what they wanted inside. I think if UConn makes a priority to go in there and score, they can. Um, 
But on the road, sometimes you kind of lose control of of the game, especially if Xavier gets a few round opportunities, they get hot. Um, you can see you kind of, kind of losing focus from that game plan. Um, so if this game, you know, if it stays kind of close, tight, late, slower paced, I think UConn has the edge. But if it gets a little up and down, I think Xavier can kind of put one of those, oh, wow, home Xavier, ooh, type of efforts and, you know, get ugly in a hurry. But not going to fade UConn. Just can't do it right now. Chat mob, round one. Mr. Jim, Czar, take it away. Kai, you're my A-Sun guy. You were talking a little bit about taking dogs there yesterday. Yes. First question in the chat was Jacksonville plus the points at FGCU. I agree mm-hmm. with it. What about yep. you? Game got out of hand. It, it hit seven and a half at a couple spots. I, I hopped in seven, seven and a half, down to six and a half. My one concern is Mike Marsh. I don't know if he's playing today for Jacksonville. He's very important for their team. And Florida Gulf Coast has looked like the best team in the A-Sun right now, besides Liberty. Uh it, preseason, the spread is absolutely crazy. It probably would have been a pick. So I I, I hopped in, but Jim, I'm, I'm nervous about the Marsh factor. I, I read something that he's expected back today. Okay. So I'm hopeful he'll be yeah. in there. I, I like Jacksonville a lot today as well. Uh, Matt, leg show's lock of the day was our Miners. The Mines? Miners hosting <laughs> Rice. Coming home after two OT game. Yeah, uh, heartbreaking like loss at UAB. It's a tough spot, but they've taken money. What do you think? Yeah, market didn't seem to care. I lean Rice. I'm sorry, lean our miners, excuse me, but I do like Rice and probably have them overrated. And I'm also not playing it because of you mentioned the two overtime spot. Uh, so yeah, no play here. Kai, uh, like shows live dog of the day was mm-hmm. Wyoming hosting New Mexico. The Lobos have been a complete barnstorming force so far this year, still undefeated. Yeah. Do they drop their first one today at Wyoming? Line's coming down. I assume it's because people are assuming EK is back for Wyoming. We have not gotten official word if that's the case. Minus one and a half, minus two. Pfft. I like the Lobos. Uh, I, I, under- so. I understand the I home court. So. This New Mexico team is awesome. I don't want to fade them at all right now. They just, I mean, the entire world was on Colorado State last game. New Mexico smashed them. It wasn't even close. I, I think this team could be legit top 50 good. Yeah, yeah they shot the lights out that game. Colorado State was really shorthanded, only eight scholarship sure. players. Yeah. But but uh, I kind of like the under in this one. I think Wyoming knows they need to crawl in this game against New Mexico's offense. Curious what that crowd is here. I know there's been like complaints about lack of attendance there. Linder sort of called out the fan base like a month ago. So, But yeah, huge game, obviously. Either way, they have the elevation edge. Elevation very, very helps, high yeah. up, actually. Uh, Matthew, Charleston at Towson. Game of the day in the Colonial Maybe the preseason favorite against the current favorite, uh, Charleston, a road favorite. What do you think? Yeah, I think the cute sharp bet here is Towson for a, a plethora of reasons. I'm just not betting it because they have not been the same without Jason Gibson. We got confirmation he is uh, likely not playing today. Oh, and Charleston's really awesome. And they kind of are on an at-large mission. So it's unlikely you'll get like a dud letdown spot, right? If you beat them, you're just going to have to beat them or they're going to miss shots. But I don't think you're getting like a sleepy early conference, you know, awesome team let down here. No way. Uh, Matt, same with you for a horizon game here uh, from Ethan W Fort Wayne at Youngstown. Youngstown is ridiculous on offense right now. Top 15 in the country. Dwayne Cohill is shooting 60% from three. Yeah. He's a star. Legit star can continue. Uh, But do you see any potential regression coming there? Who who do you got in this one? Yeah. The line felt right to me. Um, yeah, I think Youngstown's probably, you know, these two teams are near equals, lines minus four. You can maybe argue slightly into the <clears throat> Mastodon's Kai, but no no take here for me. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Kai, A10, you wrote that for the Almanac this offseason. Yeah. Uh, from question from Tim Kafer. He likes Richmond Moneyline at George Mason. I tend Ooh. to agree because I looked at the coaches. Yes, coaching edge Richmond for me. Um, I kind of lean towards George Mason. Uh, they are the way more athletic team. I think they figured something out also recently. I think they're going to play pretty well in A-10 play. So I lean towards Mason. Uh, Matt, another Horizon one for you. Do your Golden Grizz of Oakland, your best bet winner from Thursday, do they blow out Green Bay today and continue I, this upward trajectory into conference play? I kind of think so. Yeah, I don't love them as like a big favorite. It's sort of, it's like, okay, wow, we saw them one game play well, so we're also going to trust them as a double-digit favorite. I mean, I know it's Green Bay, and that's probably why it's the right side, but um, didn't play it hardly in toward Oakland. Yeah, would agree. Uh, all right, let's get two more, one for each of you, before we go back to the outline. Kai, uh, from Nash 2. St. Francis, Brooklyn, the Brooklyn version, headed to Central Connecticut, close to a pick here. I believe Central Connecticut's laying a point and a half. Yep. Anything for you on that game? I lean Central Connecticut. Didn't play it, though, because they're one of my whack-a-mole teams. I can't seem to get them right or wrong or whatever. Well, I get them wrong a lot, either side, bet or fade. Yeah, say uh, Yeah, they they just lost to the other St. Francis, who the red flash yeah. shot like 68% from three. It was yep. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So maybe you get some potential defensive regression. Mm-hmm. All right, Matthew. Right over your left shoulder there is the Hawaii pennant. They're hosting Cal Poly today, one of the few late-night games on New Year's Eve. What do you think of that one? Uh, really lean Hawaii. I just, man, I've watched Hawaii enough to know that I don't like him as a favorite, but I guess they just they just did cover as such against UC Davis. Um, I should bet this. I, lean, I like the Bows a lot here. I just, as a large favorite, I don't love them. Yeah, Polly just won, and now they have to go out to the island 48 hours later on New Year's Eve. That feels like a horrific spot to travel on. Yeah, and that's not the – like, usually they have, like, a few extra days, I think, for these Big West teams go to the island. So it's not usually it's a Thursday, Saturday turnaround. So this is uncharted territories for the Mustangs. All right, Matthew, kicking it back to you to the outline. I will continue collecting more questions for Chat Mom Part 2. Love it. I'd say maybe the game of the day is going to kick off our second stanza here. Kind of no. Lone Star State. You don't think so? No. Okay. All right. Those other five games you talked about are better. Yeah, maybe. I think this is going to be an awesome game, though. Just like the juice in the building should be really good. TCU hosting Texas Tech. Um, I think Texas Tech is fraud city. Kai, I'm going to come out and say it. Last three games, they've looked better, but look at who they played and when they played them. Um, And before that, Eastern Washington, every game was a war at home. They couldn't do anything. I know they're healthier now. I get that. I don't think that's enough confidence to all of a sudden tell me they're back. That said, this line's so big. Your thoughts. Yeah, I agree. It's a great game, by the way. I just want to put that out there. Uh, market heavy TCU. They've looked immense when they're healthy, but no marquee win still. Nothing on the road yet. They are at home today, obviously. Yeah, and Texas Tech, you mentioned, Matt, their schedule. They haven't played a top 150 opponent since November 23rd. They have no good wins. It's hard to tell how good they really are. Bacho is back for them. That's key. TCU won this game last year at TCU. But the line's too high, man. Texas Tech is a dog. I like them in most situations, especially two-possession dog. This got up to six and a half. It's down to six at Bet Rivers, but my God, like I think this team can dictate tempo. I think it stays pretty close. I think Texas Tech at six, Jim. Yeah, this was the third one. Arizona State, Villanova, TCU all got just like smashed early. Someone asked me uh, via Twitter DM, do you like TCU minus three? And I like made dinner and I came back and it was four and a half already. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> well, I, I did. 
Um, it, shout out to John Fendler for this stat on Twitter. Uh, if you filter out the first week of the season when TCU really kind of crapped the bed against three by game opponents, they're eighth in the country per Bart Torvik. Like that's that's how good they've been lately. I don't think they're the eighth yeah. best team, but that paints the picture of how dominant they've been since that little week run. Um, Damian Baugh back is pretty important for them. It just does feel a touch high for me now, Matt. Uh, even with my skepticism of Texas tech and the fact that they've inflated themselves by blowing out Houston Christian and South Carolina state. Congratulations. Here's, here's $5. Well, well done. Um, it just feels a tad high at current number. Yeah. It's almost getting to the point where it's like disrespectful of Texas tech, like six and a half. If it hits seven, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to bet Texas tech, but I would definitely be less enthused about laying uh, the horn frogs at, you know, at a touchdown. My goodness. Yeah. All right, we're staying in the Big 12 here. Let's go to Iowa State, Cyclone City, Kai. Ames will be hosting mm. the Baylor Bears. Major personnel question marks. Uh, LJ Cryer and his concussion protocol uh, yep. status is huge. What are you looking at here? Yeah, huge game. Hilton Magic going to be rocking. Injuries on both sides. Uh, Kuntz for Iowa State is, is out. Broken finger. He's sneaky valuable. I think he's their leading rebounder, and he's one of their leading scorers. Uh, key starter for them. He's kind of a quiet in the background guy, but he does a lot for them on the floor. Yes, Cryer, game time decision I heard, uncertain if he plays. He's obviously huge, but I'm still a Baylor believer overall. This team beat Gonzaga. They beat UCLA. Iowa State's been impressive. They still have major scoring issues. If Baylor can handle it, Flagler's been great, but Bonner and the big men have not. Iowa State loves to dig down. I I expect them to cause some turnovers for the front court uh, today. Uh, but I think the Bears should work the glass here, Jim. I think they get to the line if the whistles are blowing. We'll see what Hilton Magic does to the refs. And I think they're still more talented and, frankly, better coached. With respect to Otzelberger, Scott Drew's just that good. At minus two, I still lean towards Baylor. Yeah, I, I also lean Baylor. I'm hoping we get Cryer and then we don't know for sure at this point. Um, I'm curious how Baylor ends up scoring here because they have so much shot blocking. Iowa State, they can really extend on the perimeter, try to take away that three-point line, and that's what Baylor is super reliant on. Matt, I think they got hit a lot of like mid-range jumpers yeah, against drop right. coverage and ball screen. I think that's going to be like over and over what we're going to see with Flagler and Cryer shooting pull-ups from there. Uh, Langston Love looked really good last game with Cryer out. I think that could be huge. Uh, former top 40 recruit coming back from a torn ACL. If he's trending up, that really deepens the backcourt for them. Yeah, this one is, is just more if Cryer's in there, minus two, I think it's just right. too short. So I would lean the Bears. I think the numbers are actually spot on uh, as it is right now. So um, don't really have a strong matchup take here. I think you guys hit all the good points here. Kai, another Big 12 gamer staying in the Midwest. Kansas State hosting West Virginia. The Octagon of Doom will be presumably rocking today when the ears come to town. I felt short to me. Um, I know West Virginia away from home is doesn't give you the same warm and fuzzies. Um, yep. But I, I do lean their way on the number alone. It's sort of a are you for real bull in the big 12, right? Yeah. Both these teams, I think expected to be towards the bottom of the big 12 preseason. Both have done pretty well. Personally, I think West Virginia is legit. Their wins aren't crazy good, but I still think they're very, very solid. They look more Huggins esque defensively than they, uh, than they have last couple of years. I think their harassment might be a little bit too much for K-State to handle. However, Octagon Dune, tough place to play. Jim, I don't think K-State's very good. Their wins aren't impressive. I think they're overvalued in the market. Um, spreads about right though. I'd probably make it around minus one as well. So I stayed away. Guys, I'm, I'm thinking the lone K state Island boy for us. I, I think they're yeah, pretty solid. They're really good defensively. They're a little limited offensively. It's kind of Noel and Keontae Johnson. 
And sometimes Tomlin takes over, but if you've got a really good big man defender, he can kind of be taken out of the game. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I, I kind of like the under more here. I think it's a little slower than the 70 possessions. I still think West Virginia's got a little more shooting regression in them. And K-State, like I said, really good defensive team. Matt, I, I, I didn't have a strong take on the side. I, I kind of lean towards the Purple Wildcats getting more uh, legitimate and, and getting a, a victory here. But I've been too low on West Virginia most of the year. I concede that. I agree that the K-State defense is like very impressive. I think I want like it has all of the shades of the Baylor defense with, you know, off night. And I mean, it's not that good, but it has like that same type of feel. They play really hard. They're connected. But yeah, the offense still is very herky jerky to me. And I just don't their strength of schedule doesn't exude confidence that they're legit yet. I'm not sold, uh, but no action here. Let's go to our last game on the outline. Kai mid-major special of the day. Yeah, good one. Marshall hosting James Madison, mm -hmm. uh, both non-conference rocket ships. Uh, so something has to give here. Marshall playing host, uh, laying four. I thought the number was sharp, so nothing. I agree, it's sharp. Yeah, man, two top 100 Sunbelt teams. This is this is a fantastic game here. Uh, Bottle Morris is iffy for J James Madison. That's a person. He's a key player, point guard, leader of this team. He was sick two totally. days ago. He wasn't sure if he could play today. I have a feeling the young man plays. I, I think he I think he gets in there. He but battles. I think these are two pretty evenly matched teams. They're both very talented. They both have firepower offensively, both really sound on defense. Marshall can handle the ball, but there's not a ton of shooting if Byington uses his patented 1-3-1 one, one zone. That might be maybe trips them up a little bit. I think we see a lot of points in this game. Both teams run and gun. We'll see the appetite of both teams. The, the total's gotten nuts right now, 160. Yikes. Tough decision for me. Felt sharp. Stayed away. Yeah, I think tempo is going to be there for the over. It's going to be up and down. Both these teams yep. love to run. I'm a little concerned about the efficiency. Uh, James Madison really wants to score via the drive. And I think with Hand Logton and our boy Professor Oak, uh, right. been a, I, know, I know Chili Killin' Oak, uh, they've got some real shot blocking yeah. in there. It's hard to score at the rim against Marshall. I think that's what's elevated them from prior years to being like super, super legit this year. <laughs> So the efficiency kind of scares me off a little bit. I, I do lean towards Marshall, Matt, because of that interior defensive element. Yeah, it's great. I think Marshall was trying to do this length thing last year. It just didn't work. And now, like, they found, you know, they had bodies. But this year, you know, with, you know, the, the rookie and then the resurgence of Oak, I mean, it's just like a whole different team. Like, it's better than the the Elmore team. I can't can't get my head around that. I do lean JMU. Upon farther thought, um, I do kind of lean the, the Dukes here. Last uh, round of chat, Mob. It's time, Jimbo. Let's do it. Kai, A10, you're my guy. Yeah. You UMass at St. Bonaventure from Tim Kafer. Noah Fernandes is back. Yep. Does that move the needle for you? No, not really. This is a really deep mass uh, UMass team. I didn't think he mattered a whole lot given the construct of their team. And I don't like to fade St. Bonaventure when they're at home. So I actually lean towards the Bonnies. No play, though. All right, Matthew, ACC game here. Uh, just announced that maybe Hunter Couture is not playing for Virginia Tech. He's not dressed for warmups. Does that swing anything for you with Wake Forest? It's basically a pick em now. Yeah, a little bit. I like Wake, obviously. Um, but they've been whack-a-mole-ish for me as well. I, I do like them. And I think Couture is a pretty big part of that. Relatively thin backcourt. I've been I've weirdly been doing okay with Wake bets. I like them today. Uh, nice. Kai, does UT Rio Grande Valley and Southern Utah hit 200 points today? Super high total. It's like 166. Yeah, yeah it's come they down. Both love to run. Come down. I think it opened like 167 and a half, something like that. I wouldn't bet the under. I'll say that much. I I, I don't like betting totals in this high. A lot can happen, but yeah, I'd be surprised if this if, if Southern Utah doesn't hang 100. I would be surprised. 
Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how they respond after winning at New Mexico State to start their whack tenure. Yeah. Like a little yeah, letdown. That's that's rather impressive. Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. lean letdown there. Uh, Matthew in the A Sun. I'm going away from Kai, even though he is our A Sun guy. Okay. Central Arkansas at Kennesaw. I believe it's around a ten point spread. I love our Owls, man. Do they blow out Central Arkansas? I kind of think so. I I don't know. I'm a little worried though. It just feels like a game that a lot of these games extras are tipping at like noon, one p.m. Every game day is early. Just somehow laying a favorite that that time of day, especially after Arkansas, who I've been semi impressed with at times. I didn't didn't take it. Yeah, I, I talked about like how evenly matched they are. Uh, that league, there's a lot of parity, but Central mm-hmm. Arkansas is one of the few that's like not kind of kind of okay. Yeah, that, that's I think is smashable. Um, Kai, Utah is three and zero in the Pac-12. They are going to Stanford, who is zero and three in the Pac-12. Yeah, does that mean one team is bad and one is good, or does that mean we try to get in on the the, the sharp side? Look at Stanford, man, taking money. Minus two and a half now, minus three at some shop. Minus three and a half at a shop. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Uh, wouldn't lay that ever with Stanford against Utah. But the spot's terrible for Utah. I would stay away. Yeah, I might I might step in on Utah. I just, I just love yeah. Craig Smith and the boys. Good luck three to you Stanford half. backers out there. What are you thinking? Uh, Mateo, multiple people in the chat asked about yeah. St. John's at Seton Hall. Big East game. Our producer Dagan is, is tuning in to this answer. What do you got for us? I kind of think this is the spot where Hall puts it together. Um, great matchup for them. I think they just got bodied by bigger, more physical teams the last times out. I know they're missing yet in a badly up front. I just don't see their interior defense and their lack of like true post presence being exploited that much by the Johnnies today. I think Hall's the right side. Yeah, I, I think I like the over there. I think it gets really up and oh, down. I kind of agree with that too. Fouls galore probably. Helter's cut. Yeah, yeah, tons of free throws in that one. Uh, Kai, colonial game here. William and Mary at Drexel. Pat Taylor liked. The tribe on the road here getting just over a touchdown. Do you agree? Say it away. Say it away. I got no take in this game. William and Mary's feisty dogs sometimes, but they are they're pretty uh uh inner uh, hot and cold, Jim. William yeah, and Mary sometimes. Yeah. I like Bill and Mary. I'll give they you. They sometimes hot take compete. Here. They I like sometimes Bill and Mary don't. Today. You like Bill and Mary, Matt? Today they compete. Yep. Nothing for me. They were super whack-a-mole the last couple of years, and this year maybe there's more consistency, more talent. I don't know. Uh, I'll answer this one from Ninja13. Chattanooga at Mercer. I think you mentioned the over. I like the under. Um, I, I Mercer fouled like over and over down eight in the final minute last game and pushed that barely over against Samford. So that's a risk. But I, I think I think I like the under there, uh, given some of the personnel limitations on the Mercer side. Matthew, let's go to altitude. Nevada, your boys from, from, uh, from Reno are headed to Air Force, take on the air troops. You know I love the air troops. Should I should I hate them or not? No, nah, I think the line's spot on today. Um, yeah, I like my pack, but on the road, altitude, Air Force back at home. Um, I thought they competed pretty well with San Diego State, despite that not being a great spot. So I think this air troops team is legit. I'm not looking to fade them like at all on conference play. Yeah, I think their home court is super meaningful as well. Uh, all right, Kai. One of the new D1 teams, Texas A&M Commerce, is hosting Incarnate Word. I believe this is the league opener for Commerce. Uh, do you have any sense for how this game would go? I don't think Commerce should be favored by eight against anybody. So I lean towards Incarnate Word. They're not They're not totally decrepit. All right, Matthew. FIU at North Texas. Major clash of styles here. FIU, one of the most helter-skelter teams in the country. North Texas wants to grind you into a pulp. How do the Mean Green awful loss not smash here? 
I, yeah, I don't. I kind of think it's a weird spot though, where FIU comes in. I think everyone's forgotten about him. No one takes him seriously. We kind of thought this team was going to be good. They had flashes of being good. Then downs a few key. Dano Denver Jones didn't play last game. He he does matter quite a bit. Um, I don't, my gut actually tells me FIU keeps this around like twelve or something. Just they make enough threes to keep it somewhat competitive. Yeah, in a crazy turn of events, I sort of like the over. I think FIU at least speeds it up enough that you get some possessions, and they're yeah. bad defensively. One twenty-five, tiny total for an FIU game. My goodness, I mean, yep. North Texas. Uh, that, that just tells you about North Texas, yep. of course. Uh, Kai in the Ivy League, Princeton taking on Harvard. Uh, I sort of lean towards dog. Um, I, I thought maybe it was too many points. I've been a little yeah. bit low on Princeton all year, though. I, I don't know if that's smart or not. What do you think? I suppose I lean towards Harvard plus six. Pretty good underdog. Ivy games tend to play pretty close. Yeah, lean their way. Yeah, not a lot of home court in those. Not too much travel. All right, Matt, out west, uh, a couple of UC schools. UC San Diego versus UC Santa Barbara. Both teams got a win in their Big West openers. No real, like, 0-1 team angle here but one is better than the other should be the gauchos. What do you got? Uh, I still like the Tritons. Uh, it's not what they're called, but I do like the San Diego base school here, Jim, in the battle of the UC system, just too many points. Um, Shimanga had a monster game last, last out uh, big, you know, interior fortress. I think he matters. All the UC Irvine defects are good big men. That's kind of a theme that's that, uh, that persists. All right, Kai Gardner Webb high point. Uh, two teams in the Big South here. Gardner Webb with a massive blowout win in their first uh, their, their league opener. Anything for you here? Uh, I lost value on this game. Negative closing line value. Wow. Uh, High Point is a team I like to pick, even minus one. They're now a dog to Gardner Webb. I respect Gardner Webb a lot, but I think High, High Point's got a great home court. Um, they're due for a win. They're due for a good effort. So I lean towards Ooh. High Point. Breaking news here apparently, Georgia Tech. Riddled with injury or with illnesses. Um, and as, if we know anything about handicapping, it's that that's worth 10 points. So, yeah, I guess now's probably the right time to bet Virginia. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know for who, sure if who's Beekman out. is in. Which, which um, guys? That's the yep. key. And Beekman, I think, matters a lot for Virginia. But yes. I'm never going to tell you not to bet illness flu. I feel like it's usually pretty if strong. two guys out, it's probably other guys probably have it too. And it's just been like a thing. And I don't yeah. get involved or fade it. Uh, Matt, UMass Lowell, do they continue to look like the best team in the America East today, taking on NJIT. Yeah, I do. I think this is a team not like Vermont or Colgate yet, Jim, but I think they have just like a categorically more athletic roster than a lot of these opponents in conference where like Vermont and Colgate just are just, they can car people up with their skill and precision. Walsh is like way too athletic for this league. Um, so yeah, I think they smash. A quick three pack from Harry R here. Kai, Queens at Eastern Kentucky seems like, man, there should be a lot of possessions and points here, right? Yes, I think there should be a lot of possessions. There should be a lot of points. Queens games have been more under this year. For some reason, A.W. Hamilton's not running at a very high rate this year. He's slowed the tempo down, which makes no sense to me. They're deeper. Our conversation this summer said he was going to ramp it back up. Complete confusion there. Um, No take here. Wouldn't fake Queens, so probably lean towards uh, them. Also, money is coming in on Georgia Tech, so do that. Do with what you will with that information, guys. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it goes low enough. We can take the Cavs. Uh, Matthew, Tarleton State at Abilene Christian. Tarleton, one of the most maddening overs I've ever seen with 60 points yeah, in the final bad. 10 minutes last game. Now they're at Abilene Christian. What do you got? Uh, I kind of lean ACU here. I, I don't know why. I don't have a good explanation i just thought the line was a little bit short i think acu is a sneaky by low i guess general premise 
Now okay, Virginia's more... coming back. Money coming on Virginia. Uh-oh. Oh, there it is. All right. All right. All one more from uh, the Mountain West, Kai. Uh, San Jose State at Colorado State. Again, I yes. mentioned the personnel limitations for Colorado State. They could still be without Strong, Jackson, and Lake. Yeah. Down to eight scholarship guys. Jennison's already out for the year. So while I kind of want them at elevation uh, in the bounce back spot after the loss, I, I, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, I think that kind of matters to those guys that are out. They took money, a little bit of money. I think it opened sevens, nine now. I lean towards San Jose State. Okay. Uh, Matt, Chicago game here. UIC, Bradley, UIC, a team we are having a hard time figuring out. Does Bradley finally smash them? What happens here? I, yes, I think that line is really high, though. Um, but, yeah, I do think Bradley smashed them. I almost took Bradley's first half. Just This is one where I wish I just could ignore my number and just say Bradley kills him. Who cares if it's 15 points against Luke Yaklutz, a coach I like, just bet it. But I didn't. Uh, I have no – any of you have a take on the Arkansas State under? I unfortunately have nothing there. That's I a, just played a crawl against ODU and a disgusting, disgusting basketball game. I guess I could buy that maybe. It's like a trend play. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think we've hit everything in the chat, so it's best bet time. Uh, uh, St. Mary's, Santa Clara, Scott Yells. Oh, yeah. I guess I, I thought I had that one written down. I might have deleted it. I apologize. Um, I got nothing there. I, I caught a rogue minus four and a half for St. Mary's because I thought that was you? way too low. Yeah, they're a much better team. Um, but Santa Clara, I respect, so I did not play it past that. Yeah, I can't play it at six. Too high. Yeah, I sort of buy that. St. Mary's is just better. And again, when you have like one primary playmaker in Pajimski, I think Randy Bennett yep. takes that away. Yep. Uh, okay, I think that's everything now. So best bets. All right. Uh, I got two, two unders, Ryder and Canisius under 142 and a half. This game's being played at Niagara in a very weird kind of schedule thing where Canisius can't actually host it. I think that throws off the rhythm of the game a little bit. Uh, we see it slowed down, maybe not uh, the best shooting in a different environment. So I like that one. It's also uh, a weird, yeah, like this game got moved from yesterday. And again, I just kind of get under vibes from it. And then also Louisiana Tech Charlotte, the game that was asked about in the chat taking the under 132 and a half. Uh, I think Charlotte's been shooting a little above its head recently. So they come back down to earth a little bit. Louisiana tech, a really solid defensive team should be half court. That's the goal here. Really kind of a grind in, in CUSA with Charlotte playing their pack line. So those are my two unders for the day, Matthew, give the people your wonderful best bet here. Loser or Louisville. We'll see probably a loser, <laughs> but uh, I 23 and a half in a rivalry game for a team that's, playing objectively better, right? Let's put that in air quotes, yes. better. Yeah. Uh, Kai, they're playing Kentucky. Kentucky's been bad. Like, they look out of sorts in every game I watched them play. With all due respect to your Mizzou Tigers, that was a very yes, impressive please credit. effort. Please credit um, I do believe the road team was also uh, part of painting that picture uh, in blowout fashion. And they just played Florida a and I don't think, like, Kentucky beat Florida A&M with any more like, I mean, they won by 20 versus, and it was a closer game late, but, like, I didn't think this line of 23 and a half represents the form of Kentucky, which is bad. Um, I think they're still inflated by their preseason number one Ken Palm, Ken Palm ranking. So fade in Kentucky here. Uh, go Cardinals. Fair enough. Fair enough, Matt. Go Cardinals. All right, my I best just, bet. Yes, oh, I just Jim. want to throw in a oh, stat please. on Matt's best bet. I've got that Bartorvik filtered so to take out the first week of the season. So again, no no preseason stuff. Kentucky, 62nd in the country. If you And they're laying the 23 and a half in a rivalry game. That's a two-hour. Come on. KU beat Mizzou by 28. 
Yeah, well, that was that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> that well, and, and in that in that same metric, Louisville is three hundred twenty fifth. So yeah, not great either. I'm certainly not good either. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right, my best bet, guys. New Mexico State minus one and a half. Um, I just really like this team. They're they're off a tough home loss to Southern Utah. They get Sam Houston coming in from Utah Valley. Not the easiest of travels. Um, I, I do love Sam Houston as well, but I still think they're a tad a tad overvalued. I don't. I'm not sure they're better on a neutral than Mexico State. Um, New Mexico State's certainly more talented. I think we get a better effort today. Short spread, love short spread games. So um, give me the the Aggies here. Boom. Well, that puts a bow on it, gentlemen. Any final thoughts before uh, we send off our viewers? Oh, Happy New Year, of course. Uh, we will see you on the other side in 2023 on Monday? Question mark. Let me look at the slate, the Monday slate. I'm Ron Burgundy. Hey, Perhaps. Uh, check the Twitter. That's 3MW underscore CBB. We will post when we'll be on next, and we will be promoting all of our good stuff, including all the great Field 68 content. Good luck today. Happy New Year. 